Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Steri, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Ray Wiley Hubbard. The days that I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, I have really good days. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Steri Music Podcast, episode 157. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a snowy fall day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. So excited to be heading to Colorado for a few days. I'll miss Copper the Wonder Golden, but it's been a long few months. It will be nice to have a little break for some adventure in the mountains. P.S. Go Brew Crew! Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Capistra, the Johnsons, Randy, Jolene, Shelley, and the entire pub crew were all in attendance. Thanks for the life chat, TK. Thursday, I played a duo show at BDL Club in Roseville, Minnesota. Was kind of irritated from the St. Paul police stinging me for two tickets in 24 hours, but the BDL family made it a great night. P.S. PRO companies, leave little hole-in-the-wall bars alone. Friday, I played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. So packed in there, I could barely move and thought I may need an anxiety pill. But things settled down. It was great to see my family there. Saturday, I played Jake and Caitlin's wedding in Breezy Point, Minnesota. First time I've ever broke out into Sweet Caroline in a church. Upcoming shows. Friday, October 19th, 2018. I'll be playing a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 5 to 7 p.m. Saturday, October 20th, the Mark Sterry Trio will be rocking out for the Monette Wedding. Guest this week is part two of two popular Minnesota musicians, Scott Wenham and Smokey D of the new group Wenham and Smoke. We discuss their new album, Left Blue, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Hey, Luke. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast, part two here with Smokey and and uh, Scott Wenham. And we have on the phone, Mr. Luke Kramer. Oh, hey. How are you guys doing? <laughs> it's just, we just like ambushed you, man. <laughs> Luke, we were just... Yeah, Luke? Scott's a little busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pick up, though. Doing great there, Luke. We were honestly just, we're cutting a podcast right now about their new record, and we were just talking about your sexy speaking voice and how the numbers go through the roof when you're on the show. That's a thing. Well, there you go. Well, when one of 
one of you gets off the thing, I, I call me and give me the, the seven off the record we're doing again. <laughs> Luke's talking about he's playing with our band at the uh, CD release party. Yeah, so oh, so all you all you ladies that love Luke's sexy speaking voice, his radio voice, you can see him in the you can see him in the flesh. He'll be playing guitar for us on the the yeah, Wet him and Smoke yeah, release well, party. So where are you guys at? we're at Scott's house. Yeah, oh, nice. we're at the the well, chalet. We'll see you later, Luke. Thanks, brother. We'll see you soon, brother. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Okay, sexy man. All right, with that, we are recording part two of the Mark Stair Music Podcast <laughs> with Smokey <laughs> and Scott Winham. It's unplanned. We've been having a just a blast sitting here, just having a having a thousand year old beer and Copper the Wonder Gold, just relaxing here on the floor, yeah. and we're just sitting here talking about life in the music scene, some of our favorite musicians and. And I'm really pumped to do a top five over here because Scott's got vinyl of everything, even Hawaiian stuff. That is, I'll be listening to in my drive tonight. Uh, so we're here to talk about their new record, Left Blue. So where'd you guys record this one at? So we recorded most of it at Patrick Tanner's place over in St. Louis Park, Studio Bread Sound. Um, and Patrick plays on it and sings on it and, you know, has a great studio and is very impeccable and has a great attention to detail. So it was really fun and easy to work at his place. And then I also recorded some of the stuff um, down in Austin, Texas, uh, just outside of Austin in Dripping Springs at a friend's studio called The Zone. Um, and it's Pat Mansky is the engineer there and he's the... He's a drummer with Joe Ely and with the Flatlanders, and and so I recorded a um, a Martin Zeller record down there before, and it was just a really good experience. Rooster's Crow, right? Rooster's Crow. Yep. So where'd you record your bass parts over at Patrick's then? Yeah. Very cool. Um, have you guys heard his Swedish record he did? Yes, I've got a we got a copy of it. Yeah, here. I had that one. That's just excellent. I think the sounds in that studio are awesome, man. And he changed the name to Bread Sound. It used to be called was it Dark Horse or something like that? Dark yeah. Star. Dark Star it was. Now it's Bread Sound. What does that mean again? I forgot. It's Swedish, man. Uh, we don't understand it. <laughs> the sound of bread. It's just that they flip the order. It's you know, it's one of those things. Kind of like sound Spanish. of bread. Yes. Subject object gets flipped. Okay, so much. what's some uh, David what's some Gates key tracks tribute. to you guys? That let's say someone's at your show and say, you know what, I'm going to download some of the tracks. What's like the three tracks you guys would say a person should download? I always go for. I like the title track. Left Blue? Yeah, it's a ballad. Sort of a Roy Orbison, sort of, you know. It's got a 50s vibe to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Ballad. Uh, I like 
like the love songs. I was writing, trying to write the big love song. Cool. Yeah. I like that tune a lot as well. I think it holds up. I think I like the first song, that Another Day. I did too. So we kind of went for a poor man's kind of war thing, Beatlesy war, you know, and... I don't know if we succeeded, but I just like the song. It seems kind of catchy. I did, too. It had a hard time getting through all the swearing and cursing in it, though. Yeah, that's Smokey. You know, he's he likes to work blue. I'm angry, man. That's why it's called Left Blue. Yeah. Um, he's, an angry, he's one of the angriest guys I know, if you don't oh, know really? Smokey. Yeah, he's bitter. He's just bitter about life, kind of. He just... So who wrote guys. the lyrics for You Were the Water? I did. After the fall. So what's the story behind that? The phone call and the snowing outside and all the kind of cool poetry things in there. Oh, that's, you know, there was, I wrote it right here. Smokey had sent me some melodic ideas, and it was right after I'd moved back from Austin. And so it's kind of reflecting on a move and a lot of changes, a lot of the things that you let go of and the things that you miss and then adapting to a new place. And it actually was like, the snow was, it was... Like we're beginning in November, so it was like the first snow, and it was my first November back here, and I was like, shit, it's snowing already, I forgot. Oh, yeah. In Texas, it doesn't snow, and I'm just like, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> so, it, it, and I was listening to a lot of George Jones, so I'm like... I can hear some George it, Jones. It kind of just like, sure. all right, this is, I got kind of a, I just hear some kind of a George Jones, kind of a mournful melancholy in this... And I thought that the first time I even heard it, too. PT's a big George Jones guy, too, isn't Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Huge. Yeah, huh. we talked about that in the studio, too. Like, some of that. What's the... Who's the producer that... The big... He produced Charlie Rich, and it's that kind of cosmopolitan country from the I 70s. Love, that. love it. Um, and that, that we kind of like... You know, we love a lot one of that One of these stuff. even had that old George... Like, the slapback kind of reverb on your voice, too, on one of them that had that old country reverb. I think it's called slapback. Yeah, we we tried to go for that with uh, Cruel Boy because I really wanted a Tex-Mex kind of thing, a Freddie old Freddie Fender kind of sound with that, and and Smokey's playing piano on that, doing those kind of arpeggio things that's that are in a lot of fifties, uh-huh. early sixties. Little bubble gummy. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, Mexican bubble gum. <laughs> Chicle. <laughs> Is there any other like another song I liked? Uh, was the southbound one towards the end. I thought that was really catchy, too. Well, I'm driving southbound through love night. I'm singing only the That one, I, I actually was playing out in West Texas. And I was playing, like, a music festival out there, and it was like, remember one night... Um, it was like 80 miles between gigs, and they're part of the same music festival. It was, but there's just so much Jeez. space out there. And I was driving out there in West Texas, and I was thinking about, I would heard an interview with Roy Orbison about how he used to, you know, in Lubbock, out, living outside of Lubbock, used to just get in his car and sit there. He wouldn't, you know, with the car not running, just sit there and looking out at all that space, and that's how he would, he would sing. And then when you hear like Only the Lonely or Crying or a song like that or Blue Bayou, it's like, yeah, I can see why. 
And so I was driving through there and just thinking. I was thinking, I hope I don't run out of gas. <laughs> and I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. So that kind of just came, the, the, it just came to me. The, like, I think overall, the album, I think, has like, because we're both old Chris Isaac fans and whatever, it had like a, a Chris Isaac overall feel to it. It wasn't even just a vocal thing, just like the the variety of it and the approach to all the songs. It reminded me of like... Uh, uh, what's his? Is it like the Baja Sessions record? Remember that yeah, record? Yeah, I love that record. And yeah. they're like the a San mix Francisco between, Nights, uh, Baja Sessions, and then uh, what's his blue record? Forever Blue. Forever Blue. Yeah. Each day's the same. More clouds, more rain. You left forever Where it's got like the kind of bluesy country stuff in there, yet it's got the good pop songs and stuff. So that's what I kind of heard. Yeah, that's I. I think that's it's high praise. Yeah, high, perfect. That's yeah, what yeah thanks. <laughs> that's um, that's why I mean, with Smokey and I working together, it's uh, I love Smokey's taste in in music and things, and he he values the subtle, but he knows how to drive drive it home at the same time. So yeah, it's easy to. I always just it. follow the drummer, so I don't. <laughs> I don't tr- I try That'll not to play get anything you into cool. trouble. Yeah, it's my policy. <laughs> so Daniel- and so, there's a Zen lesson in that bass players like Smokey by trying not to play play anything cool. He's the coolest bass player in Minneapolis. <laughs> I agree. He is That's awesome. He um, is, doing man. some prep for the show, I talked to Dan Neal. Before I came here, and is it true, Smokey, that you only record after emptying a half ounce vape pen? <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> no, full, full ounce. <laughs> full, yeah. No, I don't. I, <laughs> Ask him about his. I don't know anything about that. Dan Neal said <laughs> Dan that. Dan Neal, joking, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I was going to ask about Dan Neal. So, um, did he come down to PTs and do it, or where did he record at? He did. Yeah, he. He came down. He, I mean, we started with him. Like, we need this good bass of acoustic guitar and, you know, whatever he did. He came over here, didn't he? We sat, we sat just over there by my fireplace one night. Yeah. And we worked out a bunch of stuff. Because we had an idea, too, and we, we still were, would like to do it. We want to um, play a, get like a classic country kind of swing thing together with, with, um, Dan and I and Smokey and and Luke as well. Like have oh, that as God. a core group, so we can have some. You know, we can go from Jimmy Jimmy Reed to Buck Owens, you know, and to Marty Robbins like that. And Dan's the perfect guy to have do that. You know, so the best I've heard at that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. that's that'd be just the funnest. That's band and all his incredible. Travis picking and all that stuff. He's he's a master. Nobody plays like that. Oh. Around here, oh. anyway. Not that I know of. Yeah, He's yeah. just the king of that. Yeah. <laughs> this whole record was just, we, we put all this together just to get that band together. <laughs> so it's an expensive, it's going to take us forever to work that off. Yeah. And why'd you decide on my good friend Allie to sing on this? Because she's beautiful and she's got a great voice and she's a wonderful person. Yes. She's easy to work with. I've done Neil Diamond shows with her for years with Martin Zeller and she's just thoroughly professional and yeah she nailed the tune yeah yes she did 
Um, just asking what, you, what can't you not like about Allie Gray? What is there? She's probably been on the show a hundred times. We've, we've got to find some dirt on Allie Gray because she's almost too good. So tell us about that show at O'Gara's, though, because the famous O'Gara's is going to be bulldozed. Uh, why again? Another yeah, Noodles and yeah. Company. Oh, really? I think probably another furniture store. I mean, people are going to well, live there, right? it could be time. And Dan. Where's left after that? I mean, like, all that old classic stuff is, is like, yeah. she texted me and said that, that, that there was a couple old pictures of our band hanging in the inside of the green room or whatever when we used to play there all the time. She said she thought she's gonna get hepatitis C from pulling them off the wall. I'm sure everything very well the eyes are all scratched out and mustaches. But I <laughs> I want, want those old posters from O'Gara's because it's it's just kind of a shame those old venues are done. Are you working this weekend both Friday and Saturday? Yeah. Oh satin yes. Oh shoot. Because smokes we're we get the we're playing the last two shows ever there. Well, I've smoke's mm-hmm. playing on Friday night with GB, and then I'm playing with Martin on Saturday. And we're gonna wow. So, you know, when I first moved to the cities, in, yeah, I, I think smoke. I think I might come out on Friday. I don't think we got a gig Friday. I'll come out. You should. We're a good band. Hang out with you. I've I've heard that. I heard yeah. the bass players. You know, handsome. What's, he's he's handsome. Night. He cuts oh, a nice yeah. figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does. He, Wears snug jeans. They're women's. <laughs> you got to have the hips for those, though. And I do to make that work. When I first moved to the cities, I think Smokey and I are around the same age. But but I used to go there all the time, and the the iconic bands, 58, 57 and a half. <laughs> but the the rotation was at O'Gara's. It was like GB, oh, Martin, sure. Pat McCurdy, and. Maybe Daisy Head or something like that. That a, a version of those kind of guys. Yeah, like, it was like those same classic bands. Like mm-hmm. so much fun over the years with that. Yeah. Then when I started coming into the scene, it was kind of the tail end of all that was all kind of trickling all off. And then, uh, but man, that was just a, a cool place. I hate to see that go. Yeah, packed, packed every night too. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Back in the in the heyday, boy, that mm-hmm. was. I, I think I was telling you before. But I think. When we were doing the the Neil show there, back in like the late '90s, early 2000s, I think a, a substantial amount of our income every year came from <laughs> Neil shows at O'Gara's because it'd be like sold out, 900 people, you know. Who was your guys' sound guy back then? Oh boy, I think we had Eric. I, I, man, I, oh we had Pickard for a while too. Pickard, Pickard was running. Running sound for us for a while. I think he did quite a few of those shows. Yeah, he used to book it. And we first got in there. He used to book O'Gara's. That's okay, what he used yep. to play there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it seems like it was a lifetime ago. Now. Then he let us open for all all you rock stars. That was pretty fun. <laughs> Who's your guys' sound guy? GBs nowadays. Uh, Mike Chickas. Okay, yeah, he's been around forever. He yeah. has. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, yeah for a sure. Hard working, hard working man. man for sure. Do you have a bass tech? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, like, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't have a lot of stuff. They don't have it a bass player. To, hey, no. <laughs> well, especially if Winham and Smoke take off here. <laughs> What's your guys' goals for this, you know, for this new album? Cover the cost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
initially, it's kind of like songwriting exercises with possibly other artists in mind. Um, and then and then once we got recording them, we thought, well, we should put some of this stuff out ourselves. So we're very willing to, to pitch some of these songs to other singers. Absolutely. Um, but we like them on their own, too. So if we, if we go out and play them, we can always, like we were saying, we put together a little kind of country and blues thing, and we can always work some of these songs into the repertoire, I think. Okay. Then, then, I mean, we're still always writing. Yeah. There'll be another one. Cool. You know, and we stay in shape. We look good. You guys do look good. You know, we very good. Smokey's abs are, I mean, they're they're killer. They are traps. About one big one. He just had a Brazilian bikini wax, and uh, <laughs> you saw right? that. <laughs> and if you don't well, Smokey, that's a lot here. of wax, man. <laughs> that's a <laughs> you, know. you got to order. A, oh shit, a lot of wax. <laughs> um, so Smokey's never been on before. So Smokey, some stuff I'd ask you over the years. Okay, where'd you get the nickname? Because your name is actually David Crowell. Yeah. Where'd you get the name Smokey D? Uh, that's, uh, Tony Sims gave me that name. He's Great just, stage name, man. It is. Dave's not very rock and roll. But Crowell's a good last name. You know, I um, was not a country music fan when I was younger. Who was the country Crowell? Rodney. Rodney Crowell. Rodney Crowell. Rodney Crowell. Uncle Rodney. That's another one. Yeah. I know. I should. I should really. And how do, where are you from, course. dude? Burnsville. Burnsville. I grew up in Burnsville. Then how'd you get it? You've just been playing bass, or how'd you even get into the music scene here? You've been around forever. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, so Tony, uh, I met him. He, some of the guys in his early band went to my school. He was from Apple Valley, next town over. And I just started playing with him when I was 19. And started playing in bars, and I mean, I did that for ten years with yeah. him. When'd you run into Burkhart? Actually, I knew Burkhart first. We did had you really? A Christian band in high school. What? Yeah, it was called Freed by Faith. Oh, I mean, this my is God. I was I couldn't even drive yet when we were doing this, and he actually, me and him didn't speak for two, three weeks. It was just kind of an. <laughs> I don't know, it took us a minute to get to know each other. It's weird. <laughs> but we put out a record, too. I wish I had one of those. A Freed by Faith Maybe we could record? put a little Freed by Faith song right Let's do a here. top Let's five Freed by Faith. Okay. We'll Are there we'll five songs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott, you have everything else on vinyl. You have Freed by know, Faith I on vinyl? It. Yeah, we made a tape. Tape, I remember that. Yeah, tape. <laughs> Can put it next to the agnostics' greatest hits. Oh my god! <laughs> so, who's some of your favorite bass players, man? Who's some of your influences? So, Jimmy Anton, the local guy, he's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. that's good. He's my yeah. And then I don't know, you know, I would always look at who's on the record. Uh, Tommy Sims is a guy from Nashville who's uh, excellent. Uh, he wrote "Change." What was that that Clapton tune? Change the world. You would think my love was really something good, baby. If I could change the world. Oh, you know, one of the guys, Babyface, and Babyface and Clapton, yeah, and yeah. Winona covered the record. If I could change the world, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's we cool. had kind of Winona in, in mind with some of these songs like a a kind of Trisha Yearwood Winona Judd 
artist like pitching some of these songs to someone like that because it's it crosses over but we wanted we wanted kind of an epic quality to it as well She's one of my favorites, and yeah. I hate to even. She's one of my top five or top ten like vocalists ever. I Winona? love Winona Judd. I've always I love loved her. her. Yeah. She's great. I've always <laughs> loved her. When she was young, I thought she was just gorgeous too. But um, uh, so at so, what's it like? Because you must have grown up in the music scene and seen like GB and all these big bands that were so huge. What's it like to be one of the main cogs of that nowadays? Uh, I totally deserve it. Uh, I'm, I'm moving the wheels <laughs> forward, definitely. He's the man. I mean, he's become <laughs> the draw now. That's the <laughs> thing. <coughs> it's kind of like, no, I mean, ah, like cool, the Black though. Widow. When I joined GB, the... like, all the hard work was done. We were already popular. He's nine records into it at this point. You know, I don't know. So <laughs> it was great for me. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and the other thing that Smokey doesn't mention, he's a really good backing vocalist as well. I don't mention that. No, he, but, but he is. So, I mean, he plays great bass, great. but then, uh, he, eh, whatever. What kind of gear he's do you He's good. Use, so, use I mean, the, he can the bass nerds work into. So, okay, bass situation. nerds. Yeah, I've been playing TC electronic stuff for a while. And then I always play jazz bass. Just one or another. I have a couple. Cool. So Scott, on this, you, know, you were the main vocalist on this record. So who would you say would be your vocal? I mean, we talked about your drum stuff before on other podcasts, whatever. Like, who is your vocal guy that you're trying to emulate or take parts of to, to for, for you when you, when you record? I try. I mean, you got to be careful with that. And that, you know, I've done that in the past, and I can kind of tell if I'm mimicking someone. I, I'm, I'm really inspired by guys like uh, Raul Malo, and, um, and that's from the Mavericks, right? Yep. And Chris Isaac and Roy Orbison and I and I've realized over the years that that's the kind of I don't have a, a GB Layton or a Martin Zeller a big boomy throaty voice I've got a smoother yeah delivery so I, I look to the guys that have that it's like Alfred Alpaca the the Hawaiian singer I love that kind of a vocalist as well and it's and it feels natural for me to sing in that way a little more like a little more of a crooner. Yeah. Um, so, so guys like that would be that would be kind of the template. But I try to, if I notice myself kind of getting a little too close to putting some Chris Isaac moves in, I try to go, okay, just maybe I should sing a little more. Like, do you think Roy Orbison is the first kind of modern crooner guy that kind of started the Isaac Raul Malo? Is he kind of like the godfather in rock of that and style? roll? He's definitely the godfather of that. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And who was his influences? Uh, probably like bands like the Ink Spots, and you mem- remember like in the '40s, '30s, and '40s, it was that was the popular music was like the Bing Crosby and the Ink Spots and, and groups like that that had those those really that was the style to sing more like that, la la la, you know. So there was a lot of that really beautiful, flowy, melodic. What do you think about Trem- vocals? I love that shit, though. I mean, so people just sing out yes. with their, you know, their voices up and right. big, and oh, it's lovely. I love somewhere it. over yeah. the rainbow, you know, Judy Garland singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" is still knocking on your ass. How do you do your vocal vibrato? I think it's I just carefully relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since I do it's harmonica right, nowadays, yeah. I do it all with my like stomach, mm-hmm. and it seems to be more in pitch. 
It's that's it holds I think, it better. Uh, yeah, if, whatever, you, if you know? you're using your diaphragm muscle and you're relaxed in your throat, like when I was doing vibrato with controlled. my harmonica, I switched that to use it on the vocals, and it seems like my vibrato is a little tighter. It's tight. It makes more sense anyway than it did before. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a tighter vibrato, um, who doesn't? <laughs> Do you have a vibrato <laughs> yoga class, Scott? I'm developing one. <laughs> Nice. All right, hey, we're way over time, whatever. It's been a great time here. Uh, what song do you want me to play at the end of the podcast here? What do you think, Smoke? What have we heard? So have we heard Another Day? Another Day, probably. That's playing Another Day, day yeah. And, that's uh, that's Grissom on guitar, too. Nice guitar yeah. intro on that. Get a little whirro in there, and there's some vibra-slap. And... All right, Scott Winham, Smokey D. Love thanks, you, boys. Man. Thanks for being on the Mark City yeah, Music thanks, Podcast. Mark. Good luck with the record. And uh, right. check them out, man. Winham and Smoke, Left Blue will be on iTunes soon. Or catch them at a live show, and you'll get a copy. For sure, we got to sell this stuff. Keep live and local music alive. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.